This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. Welcome to Socially Supportive, where you'll hear the hottest insights and discover cutting-edge technology as we take you behind the scenes with the latest authors, top executives, and industry thought leaders. This is Customer Care the Social Way with your host, Frankie Sochet. Episode 222 of the Socially Supportive Podcast is brought to you by Bluehost. The best web hosting for just $3.95 a month, Bluehost is the number one recommended web hosting service by WordPress.org. So head on over to sociallysupportive.com and click the Bluehost picture to get more information about that today. Hello, Social Pack. Welcome to the week of holidays and disasters. That's right. Here in the United States, we are celebrating the 4th of July holiday. And whether you are in the U.S. or abroad, a U.S. citizen, or just feel like celebrating the 4th of July with us, you may have some traffic coming in through your digital and social customer care team that you have to deal with. And you also may have some staffing considerations due to the holiday coming in. So that may mean that you have got additional volume or you may have less volume to contend with. Either way, there may be situations that do not normally happen in your normal course of business. And that's what we're going to focus on this week. I'm focusing all these episodes for you right around holidays. And then I also threw in some disaster planning just in case your holiday plans go awry and you get some volume that you wish you didn't get or you've got some challenges, especially with limited staffing. So kick up your feet grab your cup of coffee or tea or whatever refreshing beverage you are having and enjoy these episodes. Today, we've got something just a little different for you. Today's guest has worked in multiple organizations within Georgia Power Company since 1987. His passion for customer engagement began in 1990 as a customer service representative in a payment office. No stress there. He then took on roles of increasing responsibility, including critical customer care, business development, and corporate training instructor. Since January 2015, he's been involved in the construction of and strategic direction of one of the most advanced social media centers in existence today. This includes managing a team of social customer engagement specialists who support all company departments for customer communications, advertising campaigns, and crisis communications. Ladies and gentlemen, Emerson Cunningham. Emerson, welcome. Thanks for being on the show. I'm glad to be here with you, Frankie. Uh, thank you for such a wonderful introduction. I appreciate it. Oh, absolutely. And I know that Georgia Power has been doing tremendous things lately with social customer care, which is one reason that I was so excited I was able to get you on the show today. And today, you're going to be helping us understand something that you're very familiar with, especially with a power company situation, when to respond and when not to respond. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, it's a pleasure to be here with you again. And you're right. We get all kinds of uh, interesting posts to our social media pages. We have opportunities to speak with thousands of customers under many different circumstances. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, sometimes there's uh, individuals that want to just 
make this a platform for complaints and problems that they may have experienced that may not have a whole lot to do with uh, something that we can help them with. So we've just got to be smart about it, uh, making sure that the sentiment of the platform that we're on in social space is really, you know, beneficial for our customer when they come to us. And there's probably two or three things to keep in mind when we're doing that. I would say uh, one of the most important things to remember when we know that we're considering rather what to respond to and what not to is we have to think, will responding to a customer be beneficial to the customer and those that are watching as well as the company? And kind of explain what I mean by that. Uh, Oftentimes, we'll get a post that doesn't really have a point to it. It's just a complaint without a question. If that is the situation, we may delay our response to see if there's a further question or we'll ask a question such as, what can we do to help? And so that help being the key word, you know, to see if there's uh, some opportunity for us to be more specific about the customer's concern or issue. And then that may lead us into what we would hope is a further conversation about something more specific and so that we could redirect. Another point to remember, is it beneficial to do so? Uh, And sometimes it may not be beneficial to do so, uh, and that meaning to respond to a customer in the space. If the customer or member of the public just is airing a point, maybe it's something about legislation that they don't agree with. Maybe it's something about uh, environmental issues that we may or may not as a company be involved in. And they want to use our name as a platform for uh, airing their, their point of view. We have to know that we're adding to a conversation that's going to be beneficial, even if it's a tough topic. You know, uh, tough topics are hard to deal with sometimes, but they, you know, they're real for us to deal with. And that's why we're in a space, you know, Frankie, because we want people to come and talk with us about those things that are very important to them. And yeah. So even, even if it's, you know, something that we really would rather not address because it may or may not be true, we're here to listen and help help the public get closure on some of those issues. I think that's a wonderful point, Emerson, because there are those tough topics that come up. And to your point, when they're when they're relevant and when it will add value to either right. that particular individual who's who's commenting or to the public at large, even if it's a, a tough topic. I think, you know, for most companies, you'll need to make sure that your public affairs department and the company at large is okay with you responding. But but once you know that there is a response that could be beneficial to the public, even those, what do they call them, crucial conversations and tough conversations, that's a great place to have those is on social. So I, I love the point that you make there about is it beneficial to respond and do that even if it's tough. That's true. Some individuals would would love for you to be drawn into a conversation through an initial post that leads to further negativity. And so we have to be careful about that. Every time we post something, uh, we want it to be beneficial. And I would think that maybe this third point would open up uh, a further conversation about that. And that point being, is there a possibility of opening up a conversation that becomes even more negative uh, from the initial post. And so you you have experience in, in this area. You could kind of further, you know, exacerbate upon this conversation when we say you've got to think forward beyond the next post 
as to what possibly could the conversation turn into. You know what I mean? Oh, I do. It's like pool. That's a good analogy. When you take the first shot, the ball lands somewhere. And then what you have to think about, even as you're taking that first shot, is what they call the leave in a pool game. So where is that shot that you're taking right now going to leave you? And then how is the next shot that you can take going to be beneficial? Are you going to be able to get the ball into one of the pockets? And so it's kind of a long analogy. But just to say before you make that first statement, really have to think globally about all different points of view and how your response could sound to all points of view and how can it then be taken into another direction in the next step. That's a great point. Yes. And so that kind of, I know we'll talk about this at a later date, that kind of leads into, you know, what kind of staffing or personnel would you have responding to these types of inquiries on your social pages? Because you really do want to have someone with a a broad understanding of your business and a a deep resource pool to be able to answer these type questions with the least negative sentiment possible and then be able to turn turn around those neutral sentiment to customers and make it positive because timely responses is also valuable in the space. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, yes, I would. I would say that the longer that you wait to make that initial response to a customer, the more trepidation, the more anxiety can develop right. while they're waiting to see first, are you going to respond? And second, what will your response be and, and will it alleviate whatever tension they might have? Right. So once we've considered all of those things, we want to then decide, are we going to respond and how are we going to respond? And so these are the things that, you know, kind of keep us up at night when we think about any of these conversations could go negative. They had the potential to do so, but are we prepared in case they do? And so we have to stay one or two steps ahead of what we think the conversation Uh, the direction that it will go in. And Emerson, let me ask, do you, for your agents or for anyone's agents, do you recommend that folks sit down and really map out how they want agents to go through a particular protocol? For example, when an agent receives a post and they think to themselves, "Uh uh-oh, this post, I'm not sure if I should respond. And if I did respond, I'm not sure what I would say. Is there, you know, a a preparation framework that you recommend that folks go through to get the agents prepared that when that happens, they know what they should do about that? Well, there's a couple of things, uh, Frankie, that I would recommend. First, having a team of responders, if possible. Now, that's not always possible. You, You, in some companies, you have one person that does all of the response. But when that's, that isn't possible, You might want to reach out to, again, having created a relationship with your PR or corporate communications team and be able to have them available to you to bounce things off of those responses before you uh, put it out there publicly for everyone to see. You may want to just check in with someone. I would highly recommend that. But if you have the luxury of having someone else in the room with you or at arm's length, to be able to look at your response and gather the thoughts of all the possible things that could happen. And then two, you know, historical information regarding current topics in your company or things that are going on in the media that affect your company. 
all of those things uh, could help you formulate a better response. Oh, I think that's I think that's great insight, Emerson, and I'm sure all of our listeners will be able to use that to their advantage if they don't already have uh, a framework together in terms of what should agents do if they come across information that they're not sure, should I respond? Or if I know I should respond, how am I going to respond? And I'll tell you, with my teams, whenever I would refer to this section as we were onboarding new agents, the first thing I would say is, if you think you know, you really don't know. You right. need to be a hundred percent sure because I would remind them that you can, you know, the CEO of your company could be, you know, just looking over your your Facebook page or your Twitter account at his leisure because it's it's public. So, you know, on a telephone, it's easier for an agent to maybe make an educated guess or or suppose or surmise something. But if you're not 100% sure on social media, you don't want to be answering. So it's it's always great to have that protocol in place ahead of time to let your agents feel comfortable that if a question comes across that they don't know the answer to, that they know what the process is for finding that answer and getting certainty before replying. Right. And, you know, I speak to social media managers all the time and they ask, you know, who would you get to do the engagement piece and who would you get to do the response? Oftentimes what they're thinking is, oh, I'll grab somebody from customer service that's new or an intern or someone like that. And I would highly suggest not doing such a thing because, again, you really are speaking to the public on matters that represent the company. And so you really want to get someone who has that liability thought in mind and has expertise at their side and, you know, can speak broadly on things when needed to at the drop of a hat. I think that's great advice, Emerson. And for everyone listening, Emerson is a wealth of knowledge. We will have his top three questions to ask yourself before responding on social media so that you know when to respond and when not to respond. We'll have those available at sociallysupportive.com slash seven for episode seven, which is what this is right now. So Emerson, I want to say thank you so much for being on the show. I know that we'll be excited to hear from you again next time. We've got plenty of things to talk to you about, like how to handle trolls and more information on hiring the right person. So thank you so much for coming on the show today. I really appreciate it. Glad to do it, Frankie. Looking forward to a future episode. Wonderful. Thanks, Emerson. Today's episode was brought to you by craftbeerclub.com. Good people drink good beer. Get the finest craft beers from America's best microbreweries delivered right to your door. Head on over to sociallysupportive.com and click on the picture for Craft Beer Club today to learn more. All right, there you have it. That is another episode in our week of holidays and disasters curated just for you because, hey, you shouldn't have to go back digging through over 200 episodes looking for something that you need. I'm going to take care of that and bring that to you. So make sure that you tune in next time to make sure that you are on the leading edge of technology and strategy for running your digital and social customer care team. Until then, and even after then, I am Frankie Soche. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I'll catch you next time. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to Socially Supportive. 
Want more? Head on over to sociallysupportive.com to join the social pack and find the best tips, tricks, and technology to take your team from okay to outstanding in no time. 